You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. You've now tuned in to the Drawing Board Podcast, a powerful, thought-provoking discussion where we talk about family, relationships, ministry, community, and career. Let's see what exciting guests we have on our show show today. Great evening, great evening. This is the founder and the host, Andre Ebron, of the Drawing Board Podcast, where we talk about family, relationships, ministry, community, and career. Now, tonight is a very special night. I get a chance to introduce one of my friends from way back. I'm talking about I we have literally grown together, my brother. That's true. And I would like to say I was I was just talking to your to your wife about it. I said, man, we were practically kids. You know, uh, uh, when we yeah. came in, you know, That's young true. adults yeah, uh, coming into the game. But uh, I have on the show tonight my brother, Mr. Jordan Irvin. If it's okay with you all, I would like to prophetically put it in the environment because I know he is pursuing it. So from this point forward, we will address him as Dr. Irvin, if that is okay you with you, oh, my yeah, brother. You know, it looks good on me. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. As <laughs> long as I that. got my suit. <laughs> no, let me quick land. But uh, we have Jordan Irvin who is the educational specialist with Focus Hope Early Learning and Youth Development. Jordan Irvin is no stranger to early childhood, having spent over a decade plus as an educator and as an advocate for children and families, which has taught him the importance of cultural competency, cultural awareness, and diversity. Now, that's a mouthful. Yeah, it is. That's a mouthful. So when, when you're talking about cultural competency, when you're talking about cultural awareness, and when you're talking about diversity, you know, uh, equity, diversity, and inclusion, that's a huge topic across the landscape, particularly in education. Definitely. And when we're talking about uh, cultural competency, uh, we're seeing a lot of people desiring to come to urban areas. Yes. Uh, some of them are coming because they want to get that five-year investment mm-hmm. to write off their student loans. That's true. That's <laughs> you know, true. let's just That's be true. straight up. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I do know people that come to teach in urban areas, particularly Detroit. They say they're going to stay here for five years, and then they're leaving because they're really doing it for a write-off on their student loans. And would you believe it's programs designed for them to come into town to do that? Yeah, I, and, I'm, I'm willing, yeah. <laughs> It's, it's set that way. So it's like, well, if we can get them to come and commit to our program or our school to teach for these amount of times, then, yes, we'll bring you in, keep you there for five years. You sign a contract, and we'll send you off. Thank you for your business. They didn't put anything into the community. They didn't build here. They didn't start from here. And we have to be aware of that competency because it's, it's, it's now where I've worked in a few um, organizations where in different communities where you will see that, um, the children that are in that, in that environment are, yes, they are across eight mile, but are they really taking heed and growing out there in that community? Uh, I've been in situations where students, they don't excel because they feel like I'm not familiar with this area, you know, and the teachers that's there definitely are not familiar with that area or with that child's background. So being able to adjust to that diversity, uh, know the community, and be aware of what's really going on in that area really will help. But it's, 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 it's a business nowadays. It's not some, some communities are not building up and actually bringing teachers in to actually learn this game and actually be a part of something bigger and greater than what it is. So it's, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. It's a, it's a challenge. Definitely. Uh, the one thing that I love about it 
And uh, when we're talking about cultural competency, now you know me, I, I've been one to be known to be pretty bold and vocal about what of I course, feel, right? So I, I I don't really hinge on, like, do you love all children, right? Mm-hmm. But particularly if you're working in urban areas, if you're working in Detroit, like, do you love black children? And are you are you able to deliver content in a culturally relevant way that is and I'm not asking you particularly oh, yeah. I'm just talking about the landscape of education because I know that you it are it can yeah it can and it can happen it can yeah. it can um is in it in it and I guess in some areas is is trying to get to that way okay but it can be done but it's it's all about the teacher first you know a lot of times the teachers don't have the autonomy to grow themselves um a lot of organizations don't have the funding to put put it into the back end of the teachers being able to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's pretty much take that individual to say, listen, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to grow myself and, and go out there and just actually do it. But you have to love every child, no matter what color, no matter what community you're in. You know, this is the game that we're in. You know, we, we're here to grow and we're here to teach and we're here to, you know, enhance their learning ability and expose them to everything. You know, if, if, if we stay in a tunnel where we just look at, you know, urban community kids. And yes, I'm, I'm an East Sider. I've always taught on the East side of Detroit. Okay. Um, this is my, actually my first time ever teaching on the West side of Detroit, but I've, I worked in Macomb County and I work with those T, those kids and mixed blend of children and different cultures in that area. And I seen it work to a certain extent. Okay. But it's all based around the, the teacher's efforts and the parents' efforts. Definitely the parents had to play an extremely part. And um, making that push to push the teachers to actually push, go forward and be actually perfect in what they're trying to do and get the um, expectations pushed forward. That's good. I love what you outlined um, when you talked about, like, the quality of the education administered in the classroom is teacher first. And then you you mentioned the fact that, like, organizations need to make sure that they increase capacity as far as budgeting so that they can teach, train, educate and equip the teacher to be effective in those communities. So not just relegating it to urban areas, but to all neighborhoods. Just all neighborhoods. So period. that you're delivering content that is culturally relevant for whoever the listener or the learner is. Of course. So of course. That's I good. mean and and is is we have to know knowledge. If if we have teachers that are misinformed or not aware of what, what the the end result is or um just not aware of the day to day. You know, some teachers are in 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 a position where well, I, I'm gonna speak on myself. I can't okay. say about other teachers. Right. As when I came into this game, like you stated, we were what twenty. I was twenty. Yeah, you I was twenty one. Yeah. So, you know, at that point in time, we you were just newly married. I was just probably I don't know where my mind may have been at that <laughs> point in time in life, but right. I knew that community services was what I wanted to do. Okay. You know, my my grandmother and my aunt was all within that community, but at the same time. We had, we, we came from a point where we knew that we had to have everyone's back and we worked together and, and succeeded in that area. Um, but it's, it's now at a point where communities and different cultures are, we, we have to put it into the teacher's hand. We have to educate our teachers and keep them informed. I, I wasn't informed when I got into pro, into teaching Head Start. I didn't have no degree. Mm-hmm. You know, I came in, I got laid off from DT. I went right on in, got a job. I was a parent sub. Didn't have a child in the program. It made a position for me or found a position for me to take on right. to be involved in the classroom. And from that day forward, you know, I was taught different things. Different individuals brought me in and said, listen, this is the way you want to look at it. This is the way you want to do things. 
This is how you should carry yourself. You know, they brought in that type of mentality. So it's like nowadays it's more of a business aspect. You know, they don't put forth the fact that the teacher needs to have a certain day off. Um, when are you going to appreciate teacher appreciation week? You know, those type of things to keep the morale going and the retention. Right. You know, it's every year we go through a time where every summer is teachers laid off because one, they don't have enough education that the, maybe the organization probably could have figured out a way to make it happen for them. Um, and they're good teachers, you know, they just need a little extra push. And most of the time it's some parents that you have that's in your program that want to know the program. You have to figure out ways to bring them in to learn them what the curriculum is. Right. You know, how do we expect our parents to teach what our children are learning in the classroom if they're unaware of what the curriculum basis is, how to approach it, how to address it, you know, how to actually identify the things that their children need, you know. So luckily, man, I'm and at Focus Over Early Learning. Yes, we, sir. Youth development. We're, we're striving. We do these things. We do these things often. You know, I brag on my teachers because all of them, you know, they put, they go above and beyond. That's right. They don't mind getting pushed. You know, we we bring in parents that uh CDA class we taught. They learn the curriculum. They stay in the building. We found them other positions if we couldn't employ them. You know, we we're we're actually building up our community. You know, and and it's and it's working. You know, we see the results. The children are coming in. They're learning. They're they're there. The parents are there. They're active. So it, it's a great thing once you you apply that to the parent. I mean, to the teachers. You support the teachers in every way. I'm listen. You you see a lot of great things that can happen, especially in early childhood. Yeah, no, I fully agree with you. And uh, since we are on the drawing board, I didn't want to glance over the por- the part where you had to reimagine the possibilities of what you could do next. So you said you got laid off at DTE, then you became a parent sub. I know that there was training there and available, so you got a chance to get your, your CDA. I did my CDA. You did your we CDA. Went right there to Wayne, WC3, right there on the Eastern uh, Connors campus. We that, was in there. Absolutely. And from your CDA, you pursued and got? Uh, My associates. Your associates from uh, your associates. associates you got, when I got my bachelor's. Bachelor's from your bachelor's. bachelor's when I got my master's. And so if you, if DTE had not done you the favor. They did me a favor. Yes. But it took my wife to give me that extra push. Okay. I can give that to her. I wasn't going to go into early childhood. Once I was, when I was getting ready to leave, that mm-hmm. was it for me. Okay. I was going into community, um, information technology. She's like, why would you throw away 10 years of hands on experience, learning and knowledge to go start all over again and do this? Why? Right. And <laughs> so, especially because so I've seen you in the classroom. Right. Yeah. So I, I have the and I'm going to go ahead and beep beep to this horn for him because he's a humble brother. But I want to make sure that I let you all know uh, that Dr. Irvin here is excellent with the young people. When I tell you excellent uh, has to be able to speak their language and then lift them from where they are. So it's it's one thing I watch him do, no matter uh, if it's somebody with a doctorate degree or someone with no education. He's he's able to relate to them from where they are and then lift the conversation to a place where they can interface and exchange ideas. I've seen you uh, interface with, you know, my man from the hood who, you know, if you dap him up, show him love. But then you bring it to a point. Every conversation I've seen you participating in, you create an opportunity for a free, a, a free flow of ideas. 
so that each person, you may not even consciously know you're doing this. I don't. But and and just to hear you say that is 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 is, is, first of all, I appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, Thank you. Yes, sir. Um, It's just you know I. It's just who you are. I'm just trying to be me, man. And you know, and if I can increase anybody to have an idea or to experience some different. Thank you. You know, I, I greatly appreciate you letting me put that in in you, whoever that is. Right. But at the same time, you know, I was once the guy. I'm. I mean, from the hood. I mean, right. East Side of Detroit. You know. Yes, I, sir. We a lot of us don't make it from that side of town. You know. Right. But we with with love and community, we we always push forward. You know, and now is is different. You know, I'm I'm to the point now where everyone needs help. I'm trying to build a teacher coalition of monsters that's just going to come through and we just sweep up all of Detroit. Okay. You pick a neighborhood, you pick a side, whatever. We want to be on it. We want to be in it. We want to be involved in it. Absolutely. You know, because it's not going to just take me. You know, I could sit here. We could sit here and talk about this all day. It's going to take a lot of action. Um, you know, and the little steps that we've been doing with our summer program, that's been working beautifully for us. We had actually have a waiting list for that, you know, so now we, we're trying to figure out ways to how we can improve that, um, to make those families not be on the waiting list. We want to help everybody. Right. Um, we also have the dance class that's, that's taken effect and, um, been going well. That started just this past Saturday. Little girls in there are learning. Um, we still accepting children at this moment. That's not full yet. Okay. Um, we have the, Young boys, uh, one sound, one body, the football flag, football that starts Monday. Okay. Um, that's at one sound, that's on the east side as well. What's that? Sound mind, sound, sound body? Sound mind, sound body. Yeah, absolutely. Kurt Blackwell. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Kurt was a good guy, man. Oh, yeah. Um, we also got, uh, DC Elite, uh, the basketball with their, uh, DC Coleman. D. Coleman, uh, yeah. D. Mm-hmm. Coleman, um, that started on the 29th of Jan- um, July this month. Okay. Uh, that's gonna run through August 2nd. Uh, so we have the, uh, right now we have the Diamond Princess Young Women. Shala Margarine. Oh, yeah. Yes. Shala. Uh, I know Shala. She's doing great things oh, yeah. over there. Shout out to Shala. You know, uh, she, she took one of my classrooms and took two of the classrooms and just made it like, wow. You oh, did. glammed it up, and right? Yes. It's, yeah. it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, uh, today we started our introduction of our male, uh, men in motion, our men, young men academy, uh, mentoring program. Okay. So, um, we met with some parents. We met with some young young guys that we have, and it's, it's like I said, Ebron. We 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 trying to do all these quality activities, give quality education, quality literacy, quality knowledge, so everyone can be involved. Where it's not foreign no more. Education need to be back cool like it used to be. Right. So yeah, I mean, I appreciate all of the programming. And since you brought that up at this point, where can they go get more information about uh, that programming? Please come to 1550 Oakman Boulevard on the west side. We're right there, Oakman and Linwood on the corner. Uh, you can come right into the front door. You can also get in contact with our fatherhood um, in- involvement, Mr. Marcus Holmes. Okay. Uh, a lot of King Crusaders know who that is. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can always get in contact with Mr. Wayman Hayes. He's the director of the program. You always have his Facebook, Instagram, his LinkedIn. All that is always booming. You can always go to the Facebook, I mean, um, to the Facebook Focus Hope account, Twitter, 
um, Instagram, everything is always updated with information. But we always appreciate you guys just coming on into the campus, seeing the building, seeing what we got going on around there with the families and the children, uh, get a tour. Uh, we, we invite anybody, all programs. If you want to volunteer, if you are, if you're a teacher and you just want to look at the campus, uh, look me up, send me an inbox, let me know. We can always set up something over the summer for you can just come do a walkthrough. Uh, we're not recruiting, but just, to let you see what we're doing over here. You know, anybody want to be involved, they have a nonprofit, their own business. Okay. They want to just come into the community based around the mission is a positive mission. Um, you know, we can sit down and talk with anyone. You know, we trying to make sure that this is not just uh our thing, a focus hope, early learning, youth development thing. It's a worldly thing. You know, we we all here on here to educate. We all here to grow. And let's let's just do it together. You know, we can always we're bigger together in numbers than trying to be single individuals. Absolutely. So one of the things uh, that I, I enjoy about that, and check out all of the programming. Make sure you go to Focus Hope. Uh, some things cannot be explained. They can only be experienced. Mm-hmm. So you need to make sure you come check the campus out. But I want them to get a chance to get to know the insight of, of my brother. So what I, this is what I was saying. Yeah, I love the programming. I, I love it. And people need it, right? Because true. one of the things that uh, oh, I got my son in the camp, I told my wife, I said, our kids won't. <laughs> you'll get a break and then you'll go right back to camp. <laughs> but here's, here's the thing, though, is that when you keep kids active and you keep that mind active, you won't get so much of that summer loss, right? Yes, yes, and so, yes. you know, summer loss is a real thing. Uh, but keeping kids engaged, cause see, here's the thing though. I have the privilege of you also having been my godson's teacher. True. Yeah. So True. Verlon was in your classroom. Yes. Yes. And you know, uh, and I took that very serious, you yeah, know, I can understand especially, that. but when I knew, when I found out who was teaching him, I felt comfortable. You should have. Yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> right. Absolutely. But here's the thing though. And then, uh, my wife's best friend, I call my sister, of course. Uh, Storm, mm-hmm. and then, you know, my boy Vic, yes, you know, yes. who Man, they a, are. The yeah, Carmichaels. I right, the Carmichaels. So they are my baby's God's parents. So, yes. you know, we you got a, you got a squad of four that exactly. come. You know, that, that's ready to bone rush at any time. A- absolutely. And listen, you, when, when, when Mrs. Uh, Carmichael come up that hallway, man, it's a different walk. So you it's, it's, it's certain, it's certain right. families you already know that carry a certain aura about the expectations of their family, right. um, the expectations of the teacher. Right. Uh, the program because you know the school that your, your your godson was at you know they had high expectations high expectations um but you know as an individual as me being who I am you know I had expectations for myself so you know I wanted each family to feel comfortable that came into the classroom and that family was one of the families that was easy to the to, easy to adapt to because you know we all share share the same respect. We right. all came to the same common grounds or, you know, my children was going there. They were doing similar activities. That's right. And things of that nature. But just all around, it's a good family period, you know. Yeah. So one so, of many. So here's here's the thing. So I have the chance of getting to know you as my brother initially. Right. right? And then, you know, seeing you develop and grow mm-hmm. and we both were gr- developing and growing. That was Canada. Yeah. Right. Then you get a chance to actually be my godson's educator, his teacher. And, you know, those those formative years, early childhood mm-hmm. in the kindergarten, like those mm-hmm. are huge years. We're talking about gross and fine motor skills. Mm-hmm. We're talking about all of these things that tend to student success mm-hmm. that a lot of times aren't mentioned or if, if we, unless you're in that environment 
where they're talking about formative years, formative growth, where they're talking about gross and fine motor development, where they're talking about social emotional learning Mm -hmm. beyond them getting to, you know, um, first through 12th grade, because, you know, now that's the big push, right? So they're finding that children are having challenges coping with the stress. And so you're integrating things like Calm Classroom to be able to get kids to be Mm self-aware and so that they can self-regulate and Mm self-soothe when they find that their social and emotional interactions are a little off, right? Mm -hmm. But that was a part of those formative years in development in early childhood. That's true. Social and emotional development. Yes. Music and movement. Yes. You know, like, so these are the things. And so this is just kind of my soapbox, right? <laughs> so I'm, I'm on and then I want to get back to, uh, I'm really going to get him to dive into, I want to get to the character of the man that is doing the work, oh. right? Because you will inspire somebody else who may be that guy from the east or the west side, right, mm-hmm. who may not have the degree but has the passion, watch this, and the capacity. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you're still, you're still growing still every day. Listen, yeah, man, so, I'm, so, a, I'm a pup in this what? game. I'm, I've, met some, I've met some real stone-cold people that's in this, in, this, in this early childhood game that's really doing great things. And, you know, to be able to just be in the same room with a lot of them, Really helps me, you know, because you, you talk about being humble. You, <laughs> humility from seeing it from the, from a, a top level shows you how to really be humble at the level that I'm at, you know, and to be in these rooms with these individuals, they, they pour in knowledge to you. They pour in respect. They pour in this because they know that you're hungry. They know that you want to be involved. And it's not too many of us in this, in this realm that can really, you know, stick with it and keep going. And they really want to, and, and it's a lot of them out here that really wanted to keep going and see the expectations and the real end result of this, man. So one of the things is, you know, that across the landscape of education, the African-American men only make up 2%. And I've been in a situation and I've been in a room where as just a teacher, right. where I was literally the only black male in that room. Right. Um, and that's happened more than I could say it should have. But I've been in the room where I could say at least it's maybe 10 men, you right. know, and they're all different cultures and different nationalities. Uh, but African American men, we're, we're slim to none and which, which makes it a little bit more difficult when it comes to, um, excelling, uh, or trying to grow within this field. Um, just off my experiences, you know, I've been putting in in situations where I had to make a change. I had to really step out on faith, you know, to believe that I can do what I said I was going to set my mind out to do, you know. And some people will put blockage in your way, you know, to to keep you stay sustained in one's position. And I need you here for my benefit versus. I know what you have. I know what you can bring and I want to expose that and I need to put you here to bring you up. But it's, 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 it's different, you know, and I'm happy, man. You don't even understand. You know, I, I bump into a lot of people that I worked with in the past and how you doing? How you doing, man? You don't see my smile. Right. You know, you, you going to come back for what? You know, we living, we, we, we doing, I'm doing what I said I wanted to do in regards to helping my community, uh, no matter which side of town I'm on. It's just the fact that I'm helping somebody better than myself. Absolutely. And so now to the character of the man. So you are a father, you are a husband, 
Uh, you are an advocate for your community and the children and families that you serve. You are a leader within your community. Like, tell me, uh, like, what what brought about such conviction? Like, where where did that come from? My family, man. My mother was a strong woman. She still is a strong woman, you know. Yeah. She, when I was younger, man, she worked three jobs. You know, I remember when I asked for some money, she went and got a paper route. <laughs> and said, this is your job. All so right. we would get up before I went to school and do the paper route, you know? Yes, sir. And that's when I learned how to a dollar is what you, you have to get up and get up in the morning and go out and get it. You yeah. can't sit back and wait on it to come to you. So she put that in me, you know? Um, my, my grandmothers, like I said, my aunts, my whole family, man, they, I come from a strong family of, leaders and teachers and black women and black men who serve in the community and our U.S. government, you know, and done great things. Well, in my eyes, you know. Right. But, you know, we, we, you know, just like every other family, you know, we go through our things and, you know, it's always what is family is family, but they always been, been there for me. And once my mother showed me that, you know, how to be a single parent and, raised me and my sister and showed us this is some things that you need to do, how you need to go about living and, and just continue to love. It was always a great thing. Um, when I was going through my cancer, man, um, I had Hodgkin's disease uh, when I was 15. And imagine going through high school, you know, and having to experience that. Yes, sir. So my mom, bro, listen. She, you know, every doctor's appointment, you know, I'm the one sick, but she laying in my hospital bed. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Stretched out, taking a nap until the doctor ready to come see me to go get some tests done, you know? Yeah. And that's just, that's just the love. Always seeing that love, man. And you, you put that into something positive, man. And I stayed around positive role models, people that the church was always there for me. Um, Elder Burwell and Mrs. Burwell and Shallow Tabernacle. All right. I used to come in some days, man, and we'll have uh, chemotherapy. Mm -hmm. Mr. Hayes would come pick me up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll stretch out across the pew, man. And as long as I'm in church, I was good through that process. But once again, it go back to love. You know, so now get into the game. Yeah. Now I'm teaching and I'm learning. I happen to meet my wife, not knowing that right. she was going to be my wife. Yeah. Started off as my friend. Okay. But it ended up growing into something positive. Something beautiful. You know, and seeing bigger things. And it turned into that's what it was, you know. So once again, it go back to love. So that's what always kept me around. People that showed me love and gave me love is what I try and I attract to. I can't help it. I'm a magnet to it, man. And that's what keeps me going. Seeing everyone else happy, seeing everyone else moving. If I can do anything to push anybody because they push me. Yeah. I wouldn't be sitting right here without, I can't even count. I could tell you on every degree I have is, uh, in conjunction with. Okay. Right. <laughs> because I yeah. have plenty of people I call like, listen, 
help me, you know? Right. How would you do this? How can I do this? How can I do that better? How can I improve? How can I better me? You know, and just now I'm riding a high wave with that, man. You know, it's like I'm learning so much. Um, I'm on the Michigan Head Start Association board. Um, I'm learning. I'm learning from a whole top level so I can pour it back down. So right. That's the reason why I stress so much about teachers and parents being exposed to the curriculum aspect because they're the community. They're the immediate community. Right. You know. So that's why I'm going to focus on that. But for the character of me, man, like I said, it's always been love, man. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. So I so I want to, but I want to camp there for a second. So, yeah, I do because, um, like, people have to understand. I, this is, I, I, I think critically about this. Mm-hmm. Whenever I see someone produce other results, especially exemplary results right. or excellence, I always want to know what is their motive, right? Mm-hmm. Because their motive will, will, will lead me. It's a direct pipeline to their conviction. Their ki- conviction will be an indication of their character. Okay. Okay. So, so, what so. You're asking, Brian. What no, you're no, asking? no. What so, what? So, 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 no. This is where, this is where I'm going with it. I'm going with that. I've seen you produce excellent results. Okay. And this is the question for everybody out there. Whenever you see somebody working, and doing great things, this is the question you have to ask. What makes them effective? Because you can put somebody else in your same situation, and they won't produce the same results. Watch this. Same degrees, same level of competence, but they won't necessarily produce the same results. And the point that I wanted to make to the audience is that love makes the difference. That's true. And so when I asked you and I said I wanted to get dig down into the character— mm-hmm. I was after that. I was after the fact that whenever I saw you, that big smile, what up, Brian? You going to dab me up? We going to kick it. We going to talk. We'll talk about something that's affecting or impacting, you know, society as a whole. Definitely. We'll talk individually. Right. Or if if time permits, we dig in that. If not, it's just still like, what's up? What's up? You know what I mean? How the family and kids. Yeah, all of that. And so what I think people have to understand is your hunger for knowledge. Definitely. And your love for self and love for people, love for God. Is what impacts you. Now we we glanced and we glazed over the, the testimony, mm-hmm. but when you were going through some of the toughest time of your life, if you could just get to where love was, you were gonna be all right. Definitely. And then when you couldn't get to love, love made sure because you were open to receiving love. Love made sure it made its way to you. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's like true. so. This, these are these are core elements that that's are true. a part of your fabric, a part of your character, a part of your life. And sometimes when it, this is just how we live, mm-hmm. like we don't understand that that is missing from so many other people's lives. That's true. And 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 if I can put that in someone just off of us just having a friendly conversation, education, just period. You know, like I said, man, it was put into me. It was yeah. put into me. So it'll be selfish of me to figure out a way to try and keep it all to myself. It won't work that way. I wouldn't be who I am. I would. I mean, just character wise, you know, right. just as an individual, you know, titles aside, you know, just as a person, human being walking up and down the street is just, you know, it's just to be a welcoming, loving person, man. You know, we don't have a lot of individuals out here like that no more. And it's hard to find them. And when you do find them, a lot of times other ugly people take them away. So, you know, but to be, to be as as we talked as a black man into the educational field is to try and get more black men involved 
into now we we do have fathers that are there and i've seen it i've witnessed it myself a lot of more fathers have been more involved in their father's lives um you know and, and involved in the education and things of that nature but it's it's the other avenues that's hindering them to be teachers right um to be my mentors and leaders within the school district or the school just around in the school element um you know it's now we're doing the the fingerprinting and with the fingerprinting now, you might have had a father and a mother who've been married for 30 years or 10, 20 years, a young couple, whatever, and might have had a spec when they were in high school, you know, and he's been teaching for five or 10 years already. And due to just the lack of communication between the systems, you know, that man can't teach anymore. So it's like, how do we break that barrier where we can keep those men or not keep them, but have those situations pushed away where we have brothers and sisters that is in those situations that want to be back into the community that may have never done nothing that was really strenuous that took that could take them from out of the community. But just the fact of a small oversight that could have been simple as go down and say, you know, this is not a problem anymore or whatever the case may have been. But we have a lot of men that want to be involved, but they have tedious things that's blocking them. And we're trying to figure out other avenues and ways that we can break that barrier to bring them back into the programs. Um, we want to introduce a lot of um, not just men, but diverse families, cultural diverse. So we welcome any men of any nationality, culture to come and that want to be involved in any type of the education process. Uh, but we want to get all them involved we want to show that it's that we're still relevant right um we're not just here to be uh, a paycheck or just to be a you know stereotype of deadbeat or not involved or certain things it's just you know we we trying to break those barriers and we you know but we we can't do it individually we can't do it alone we need those individuals that we are already working with dads and, and other dads that's going through it uh, to come in and speak so we can understand and know what it is, how we can better support them in literacy. Uh, a lot of dads that have issues with reading and it's, and my whole thing is how do we address that? Okay. You know, because I can't tell you to go home with your son and read a material or a, a, a certain type of novel or a certain type of book. If, if I need to start you off at picture books, which as a man, you know, he's not going to admit we have our own little ego. Oh, yeah, the pride going, gets in the way. Our getting in the way that right? says, listen, you know, I'll just, but listen, you don't know. You just don't know. You're not, you're, you're, you're ignorant of knowledge. You know, my, my saying is always ignorance is a learned behavior. If you continue to not want to learn it, you're just going to be ignorant to the knowledge, period. So to be informed is, is, is just what it is. So if you don't know how to read, let's start with these picture books. Let's build from there. We we here to teach you this. I mean, you can come sit in the I bet you if you come sit in one of my classrooms, you you'll you'll know how to you, by the end of the school year, yeah. I guarantee you, not only will you bring in kind to the program for your time and your support, for doing things around the program, for giving back to the community. Right. You're also picking up a trade, you're learning. We're also gonna support you in whatever other avenues that you need within your resources to help you support you to continue your growth within the program. And if you continue to want to grow educational wise, we have avenues for that as well. Right. So it's a one-stop shop for 
any male or any woman who's experienced difficulty in literacy because, you know, now they're, they're pushing the literacy laws that if children don't know how to read by, by third, third grade, grade, they have to start all over again. Mm-hmm. So how do we expect our families to understand that severe method right there if they don't know how to read themselves? How do we push that? We have to expose the parents to the literacy. And, and, and we have, we, we've created different ways. We've created different avenues at Focus Hope. How are we going to do those things? Okay. Um, it's just, we need that continuous support from other men and women that are experiencing things. Like I said, man, we're, we're a program that doesn't judge anyone. You know, we're, we're strictly for the community. We're here to help. So whether good, bad, put everyone, put your pride to the side, come in. Talk to us. We have a we have a resource of some sort to help anyone in any situation. All right. So the call to action is if you know anybody that is um, in need of literacy support, uh, whether they be young or adult, uh, that they can come to Focus Hope and in their in the midst of them volunteering, which is helping the organization, uh, the organization is committed and dedicated to connecting them to the resources they need to further advance the life. And okay. That's, and that's, and that's exactly what, that's exactly what we do. This is, we, we do this day in and day out. Um, we, we try to encourage this for a lot of families. It's just the fact that we, a lot of parents and families don't, they, they pride will hinder them, their growth. And, we won't let it be known that you don't have to feel a certain kind of way. We're going to help you. And my goal is to expose everyone to as much literacy as I can to help increase those numbers. Um, I'm now working with a few schools now to make the process seamless between preschool and kindergarten. Okay. So that transition from understanding what it is they're looking for from different schools they may be attending that can help them tra- make that transition easier for parents and the students to growth. Um, once we do that, we also looking for that transition from our youth development that's going into that K eight. We're going to, but before we do that, we're going to track those students that we had transitioned from the kinder, from the preschool through kindergarten to up to third grade to make sure that we're still giving quality services as a pro, as a program for early learning. So we'll know what adjustments we need to do and what we can keep create. If we need to expose different programs, look, this is what's working. This is not what's working. Let's adjust this. It's a continuous process of continuous growth and continuous. Um, well, I want to say, I guess you will say it will continuous growth. And we're, we, we're looking at all those ways to grow that and make sure that it's seamless because we're a data driven program. And, once we get those numbers and we, we work those out, we'll know how do we how we can continue to keep literacy from our students that we service. Right. And our just in, in the zip and, and, and just period. I won't say the zip codes, but it's just period. It's children that we service to be able to have an easy transition into kindergarten, an easy transition into primary education, an easy transition to secondary and so forth into high school. You know, and on into college. And we want the families and the parents to go through that same transition with them. You know, we, 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 we celebrate that. That's that we encourage that. So just please, if you can, and like you said, anyone they know, just let them come on out. Come on out. Okay. So the next open house or the next opportunity they have to engage at Focus Hope, when, when is that? We have a few things going on. Okay. Um, but as of today, right now, I just say just come up. Okay, so we're, any we're day, just any day, just All come right. up. We're we're open Monday through Saturday, 
Uh, we, we might be there for a few hours on Saturday, but we're, we're, we're open. You know, our family service workers are, are available Monday through Friday. Hold on, let me push pause right there. I have to say family service workers are some of the best people. Listen, you know, no, yeah. listen, I, that's what, but that's when we met though. I was a, I was a family service mm-hmm. worker for Head Start mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, for, I was thinking you was talking about family partnerships, agree, agreements mm-hmm. and things of that nature. Of course, of yeah. Course. So uh, all of those things that are character to Head Start is definitely there to grow the entire family. Yes. yes. Because if we don't impact, cause we understood, remember we go back and understanding that parents are the children's first teacher. That's always a foremost. So when I, when I heard you say that we have to equip the teacher, I immediately went to the thought of we have to continue to equip the family. Yes. And yes. that's where that cultural competency comes mm-hmm. in on how we deliver the information. Mm-hmm. And we have to be able to empower people sometimes going beyond, uh, their pride. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because something you said, and he's just talking. I know you're picking it up. I got his. We have his wonderful wife in the building. She doesn't want to be on camera, but I'm gonna go ahead and let you shout her out real quick. Go ahead. Oh, my beautiful wife, Jacqueline Irving. I love you, baby. All right. Cool. Cool. I had to give him, give him that opportunity. But one thing you said in this interview that I think that you should uh, make a staple. You probably say it a lot, but you said your pride will hinder your growth. Of course. And so, but I think, I think that's important because that's, that's a hook, line and sinker mm-hmm. to ask yourself, like, literally, am I not progressing to the point because I have put up these really this, this false wall yes. of not admitting to someone that I don't know. Yes. And, yeah. and, and I, listen, man, I'm a, I'm, I'm a victim of it. I'm still living it. I learn it. And, and it's a continuous learning, learning experience. You, you know, we always have to remind ourselves, period. Look, if, if you can't do that, then I mean, we, we have some other issues we need to work on. That's right. But, yeah. but for the most part, I mean, you, you have to identify the positive and the negatives about yourself. Um, I'm, I'm a learning about myself every day, man. Uh, working with children, they expose the negative in you instantly, you know, and, and, you know, me and my wife been married almost nine years this year. Congratulations. I mean, it'll be nine years. Yeah, so congrats. it's, it's, it's that, that in itself is a continuously learning process for both of us, you know, and, and just being, you, you, you have to just be able to be a hud, learn how to be a husband. You have to learn how to continue to be a father. You have to learn how to continue your craft. You still have to find some time for yourself in there. Absolutely. Um, but and everything else in between. So it's, 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 it can be tough, you know, but like I stated, my wife been and my family's always been my support system. Uh, they, they always seen that I can always progress and they always push forward for me. Um, you know, it can be some long nights and she, it'd be, she, <laughs> <laughs> She said it's been some long nights where, you know, she's like, you know, nah, you got to win your, you know, something got to stop, you know. But she understand the end results. When she see the end results, she knows that, you know, it was it was greater than what we all or what I expected, you know, for one. Because nine times out of ten, a lot of times I'm I'm the nervous guy. You know, is it going to work? I'm up in my mind. I'm thinking up at night. Dude, I, should I do this? Should I do that? How would it affect? this person how would it affect this component or you know maybe i should try this and and you stick with the original plan and it, and it all works out how it's supposed to but you know man it's it's beautiful yeah it's beautiful short-term sacrifice it's beautiful long-term game yes and it, it, it's 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 hard you know and 
the more you grind, the more you learn, the more you put in, you, you try and stay, stay, keep your, your ear to the ground and make sure you're hearing what's going on. Uh, I can't stress it enough listening to the teachers because I'm telling you, those teachers are there. If the, uh, if the teachers are not happy, man, listen. Oh, yeah. It's going to be harder for the parents. It's going to be harder for the children. And it's going to be harder for the leadership. It's going to be harder for the program overall, you know? Right. And the more you put into them, the more we, we, and I don't want to say cater to no one's ego, but the more you put into their, their education, you put into their livelihood, you put into the, you respect the fact that they need time off. You respect all those necessity things and, and, and appreciate them. Listen, they'll pour so much into these families. I've seen it. Right. I've seen it. You know, I've seen it in people that I've worked, that we worked with. That we worked in with. the game. Listen, Absolutely. man, I, I can name a billion people that we didn't came up in the game with and, and they taught us you, you, it was an abundance of love and support for these families from all branches, from the assistant teacher, the custodians, Absolutely. uh, the, the movers, uh, the family service workers. So it, it was a wide yeah, range. You, you got love from every angle. It was a family. It, and that's what it was. And, and, you know, it's, 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 it's great to see it now where, you know, you, you feel you, you have to be in a position or be in a program where, you feel that same love that you had when we first got into this um, to see that you, you know, that change can, can happen. And, and in a short amount of time, that's right. Listen, we worked some Saturdays, man, like for like six, seven months straight, you know, we was, we was really out here grinding to see success and we pushed it and it came out greater than what we expected to do. So it's like, is I just want people to take heed that you even if step out on faith. That's good. Don't let your pride hinder your growth. Step out on faith. Don't let your pride hinder your growth. One of the things that you were saying during this, uh, Jordan, uh, uh, Doctor Irving, exactly. you know, right? <laughs> uh, is that uh, like love is an accelerant, mm-hmm. and so and then and this is something that you know educators are taught. Or ed, let me say, it's information that comes across educators' ears. Right. Uh, it's not emphasized a whole lot, mm-hmm. but it is information that comes to them. But I believe it is the most vital component to education in general, where a child knows that they're loved, respected, yes. and appreciated. That is a learning environment. That's it. Because love, I don't, let me tell you, I have seen some of the toughest characters on the block. Yes. Melt into butter when somebody chooses to love them. Yes. Yeah. You Listen, know, man. Yeah. You, you're right. You, <laughs> so, you're like, love is an accelerant. That's true. Because it it lowers every inhibition. Yes. And when when love is genuine. Yes. It also protects. So while love makes you vulnerable, mm-hmm. it also protects you. That's true. That's 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 interesting, yeah. right? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> like if we dive into that, like true genuine love. Yes. It lowers the inhibition. It exposes the deficiency, but it accelerates the growth. Yes. Right? So, and we know that God is love, right? All so day. so the basis of everything we're talking about and what makes you effective, like this is where this mm-hmm. is where I was headed, right? Mm-hmm. So I love how is that the God in you, your ability to express his unconditional love, no matter where a person is, of course. causes them to grow. 
And what pride does is pride prevents love from doing its job. Exactly. It hinders love growth. It hinders the growth. But when love gets in, those Saturdays that you're working, yeah. when you're up late at night, what you're saying is, how can I ensure that what I've prepared for them produces the growth and the result needed, watch this, to increase the quality of their life? And that's what you're aimed at. Thank you. Yeah, no, I'm, no, I'm not, no. What I'm saying is, like, just, that's yeah, that's what I, that's what I love you about know, it. When, when you when you put it that way, Brian, yeah. you know, you, you it is funny, man. You always and it, to to somebody else, they will look at it as he's he's this is how he talks all the time, everybody. So he, he what you see right now is what you get, and he he's always been that type of a thinker, and you. To, to not, you can't help it, man. You, it's contagious. It's contagious, man. And I've been in situations where, like I said, you, you is when the love is not there, man. And when the love is not there, it shows, it shows, it becomes a plague on the, on everything, you know? Yeah. But when I, I've dealt with some of the toughest, man, I, one of the little boys, uh, eighth grade, man, he, he threatened to beat me up, man. We was in the hallway. Just one day he, he popped one of the other kids upside the head. So I just asked, come on, let me talk to you over the side. So he powered up. He powered up real hard, man, and, and went there and went, went, went nuts, man. But, you know, I could tell he was hurting, you know? That's it. And nobody's really loving on him like he should have, you know? Yeah. His biggest thing was, Oh, I take boxing classes. Yeah, I, and I'm glad you're doing something to channel your aggression and and all those type of things. But first of all, you, you, we're not gonna box, right? Right. <laughs> we're, this, we're not gonna box. Right. We're not gonna box. But I'm gonna take you down here to this office because I see you going through some things right now. But you know, is we we come across a lot of children, man, is that don't know what love is and it's not it's not prevalent in their household, and you know it's so unfortunate. But, you know, with our organization, we try our best to expose love and everything that we do where, you know, parents want to stay. You know, I, me personally, I don't want them to leave. I want them to stay around. I want them to look around. I want them to do things around the campus. I want them to feel like if I, I don't have to go home because if I go home, some families, they don't want to go home immediately, you know? Right. So why can't we have this place here where you can sit here for the next few hours and, Going to class, give you something productive, give you to something do. productive to do. That's right. You know, whether you feel like you may be getting ready to go out here and do something destructive, or just not today. You know, I, I can't deal with whatever's going on in my real life today, so I'll just stay here. So, right. you know, that's that's the atmosphere and the love that we want to have, and we're we're going to what we have, and we're going to continue to have. You know, um, for for families to feel like they're welcome. You know, and that's that's what it's all about, man. And once they get, once everybody get that grasp, I don't want to sound like I'm Gandhi or nobody, man. Where it's just, you know, I'm just oozing with love, hanging, I'm popping hearts every <laughs> right. which way. But <laughs> no, but but it's, literally though. So so so, but let, let me pause you there because like love takes on different forms and different shapes. That's though. true. That's and true. So That's so true. so like correction is love. That's true. Because if I don't stop to correct you. I don't care that means about what I don't doing. care about the outcome of what you're doing, right? <laughs> so uh, what I love about it is that, especially what you guys are doing over there, Focus Hope, mm-hmm. love it because I I know you brothers, right? right so right. I, I know that when you tell somebody or you take the time to invest, I know it's real. Because mm-hmm. when something else is not flying right, I also know you're going to speak up on that too. Exactly. So exactly. Uh, most people in their life have not experienced love from a male's perspective, absent perversion. Right. 
And when you get a group of brothers who are dedicated to the mission and focused on hope with 100% success Mm -hmm. as the base of where they're starting on the expectation, like when kids come in your classroom, you expect for them to learn. Yes. When kids, when when families come around you, you expect for them to grow. Yes. And one of my cousins, she's an educator. (laughs) When she used to teach, she told the kids, listen, you will rise to my expectations. I will not come down to your standard. Right. Right. So your standard may be here. That's 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 fine. That's fine. But my expectation of you is here. here. And watch this. I'm willing to cultivate the inner giftings or your Mm -hmm. talent or your potential or your intellect until it reaches my expectation. Right. So that's I think that's where the golf is. is. Because like a lot of people, a lot of teachers, I hear it all the time. You got to go into the classroom with these high expectations. Yes, you absolutely do. But with high expectations must also be coupled with the tenacity to get where they are yes. and to grow them to your expectations. You have to meet them Talk where they are. Talk about that, bro. You have to meet them where they are. Listen, and that comes with understanding your community. You know, um, in our area, we have a high lead um, epidemic in the 48238 zip code area. Okay. Um, a lot of our families, and that lead comes structurally. That's a lot of houses, infrastructures, and pain, and Mm -hmm. things of that nature. And 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 I may be wrong, but I'm I'm I was I was I believe I was told that it was just as much as or just as severe as Flint crisis was when it comes to the lead aspect, if not a little bit more severe. But with that being said, you you have to identify the community that you're in to be able to to address them at their level. Um, But with that goes back to the families being comfortable enough with that organization to expose themselves. And what I mean by expose themselves is to put that pride to the side to say, this is what I need. This is where my standards is. I know you guys have a higher expectations of me, but this is where I'm at. Right. Especially with young children that's coming in from broken families, um, uh, homeless. A lot of them we, we service in all those areas and we bring we, we, we found avenues and ways to help them. It's just the fact that we have those type of communities that we have to identify and we have to know that that's what they're going through. So to expect yourself to say, no, we're, we're not going to take them. They're homeless. You know, we, we take the, we take the, the, the most, uh, neediest of the neediest. Uh, we're, we're, we're not pushing anyone away, uh, with that because, Breaking that barrier is, is the toughest thing that we have to do with with the whole process. And our family service workers, they, they do an awesome job with being comfortable with the families, uh, getting to know them, getting to understand what are the things that they need. Um, they, they have a way of communicating that to the teachers. Once they communicate that to the teachers, myself and those teachers get together. We come up with a plan with the parents mm-hmm. involved to understand that this is this is what we are observed. These are things that we need to help. Sounds to help like you service. have all the stakeholders. Involved. Yes, we have to. We right. have to. I mean, because it's, it's no way that I can go in with my expertise and give advice on a student without that family or that parent to understand or the teacher to understand what it is that my expectations are versus where their standard are. So I need to get it's a process. So once I get all that standard with each teacher, family standards and needs are. From there, then I make my determination and my adjustments around their needs, and we we all come together and come with a plan to help 
that whole child and that family as a whole. You know, it's is whatever I do is going to affect every branch of the organization, nutrition, health, mental health, disability, uh, all those components, licensing, right. you know, compliance, all those things. Uh, so we, we all mediate to come up with a plan on how we can service each and in each individual family. You know, we're, we're at 238 total. Uh, families this school year, upcoming school year, uh, we're, we, three GSR, you know, GSRP, GSRP straight, statewide right. and two blend classrooms. And, you know, we, we have, we have, our, we have our home base, PAT program, our doula program. We service pregnant mothers all the way. Uh, we have the early DEHS, early Head Start program, um, goes from, then we have our Head Start program and so on and so forth. We have our, you know, Programs and on top of programs, man, that we we trying to make it so families and parents that need help and continuous need help that works. Uh, when when DPS and the other schools are closing on those breaks, and we we're going we're, we're going to have programs available that they can bring their children to, so they can continue to go to work, continue right. to provide for their family, and we can continue to give that educational knowledge. We can continue to do growth. And figure out ways to keep keep building that whole family as a whole. That's good. Well, listen, man, in the last couple of minutes, I want you to be able to give that information out again. You all, I'm here with Dr. Jordan Irvin, the educational specialist with Focus Hope, Early Learning and Youth Development. And uh, give them the, give them the uh, contact information. Please come to visit us, our campus. We're at 1550 Oakman Boulevard. 48238 on Detroit West Side. Uh, we're just at Oakman and Linwood on the corner. Uh, we also on Facebook, Focus Hope, Edu. Uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, all the social media Twitter. outlets, Twitter, uh, everything. Uh, if you would like to come and just get a, a view of the campus, come in and get a, a tour of the building. Uh, you can meet some of the teachers. You can meet some of the parents that's been involved in the program. Uh, we're, we're just an open organization, man. And if there's anything that I can help you with, uh, or be able to refer you to someone or assist you, uh, you know, now is at the time, like I said, summer's over with, man. It's a lot of teachers out here looking for employment, trying to do some things. Uh, you know, we're, we're a resource. So maybe we can all help each other out and finding ways that we can, you know, collaborate, find, collaborate, yeah. find you a, a quality home, you know. Excellent. So, my call to action for you all, make sure you go and visit the campus over there off of Oakman. And then tomorrow, Jordan, I don't know if you know, man, but tomorrow is Metro Youth Day. Yes. So you got to yes. be out there. Metro yes. Youth Day out at Belle Isle. Yes. So make sure you go out. A lot of resources, a lot of planning has been done for yes. this. Yes. This is the 37th year. Yes, it is. So, yes, you know, uh, make sure that you get out there. It's going to be a lot of fun for the kids. And as always, as I say, we're here on the drawing board where we talk about family, relationships, ministry, community, and career. And your future is not behind you. It's not before you. It is within you. God bless you.